0: It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Galatians chapter 4, verses 21. If you're there, you say, Amen. Paul is asking a fundamental question. He says, tell me ye that desire to be under the law. Do you not hear the law? Tell me you who desire to be under the law. He asks them a fundamental question and says, Don't you hear the law? So Paul is giving a thought that there are people who desire to be under the law. They just love it. They just love it. Satan placed in them a very indifferent seed of desiring what they don't need. They desire that which is not meat. What a deception. What a deception. How can a man desire the wrong thing? Even though it is godly and good. You see, for example, in the Old Testament, it was good to circumcise. Right? Right? But I mean that in 2019, we're circumcising all the males who are born. But it was a good thing then, and it served its purpose then. When it outlives its time appointed by God, it's no longer beneficial. The Bible calls them the things that are done with their doing. Somebody shout hallelujah. The Bible calls them a shadow. Of the things to come, but the substance is Christ. But now Christ is come in the flesh. So not all things that we read in scripture are applicable for our time. And so to desire, firstly, we must have the full revelation of the purpose of God in the appointed time within which we are. Now, he's now talking to a certain group of people. He says, tell me ye that desire to be under the law. Do you not hear the law? In other words, he's saying, when a man desires to be under the law, he has not heard the law. The law speaks another language from what is intended to the man who has not yet understood God fully. There is a knowledge within the law that communicates a certain way to those who are under the law and to those who are not under the law. There's a certain understanding. So when he asks them, do you not hear the law? It means that the law was speaking something that these men who desire to be under the law don't hear. That means people who desire to be under the law actually don't listen to what the law is saying. They are disobedient to the law. If a man desires to be under the law, he's disobedient to the law. Somebody shout hallelujah. He says, for it is written that Abraham had two sons. The one by a born the other one by a free woman. But he who was of the born woman was born after the flesh. But he of the free woman was by the promise. So there are two children. By the same man, Abraham. And Abraham in scripture is a representative of faith. Are you following me? And the Bible says, which things are an allegory? For these are the two covenants. The one from Mount Sinai, which gendereth to bondage, which is agar. It's Mount Sinai, it gendereth to bondage, which is agar. That means it leads to bondage. The end of it is bondage. Why? Because the law did not come to make men righteous. Somebody shout hallelujah. No, the law came to prove all men under sin says that they would desire Jesus. That's why the Bible says that the law was a schoolmaster that led us to Christ. The responsibility of the law was to show you how evil you are even in your goodness. Praise God. Says that you would respond to the desire and need of a savior. Are you following me? Now the Bible says that these are the two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai, which generates to bondage, which is Eger. For this Eger is Mount Sinai in Arabia and answereth to Jerusalem, which now is and is in bondage with her children. Which is in bondage? Sinai is in bondage to Jerusalem and her children. And I'll explain why the Bible speaks of that bondage. Why the Bible says that Sinai is in bondage and answereth to Jerusalem. Somebody shout hallelujah. And the next verse says, he says, But Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother. Hey. Which is the mother of us all. Jerusalem is free, which is the mother of us all. And the Bible says, For it is written, Rejoice thou barren that bearest not break forth and cry thou that travailest not. For the desolate hath many more children than she which has a husband. But now we brethren, as Isaac, are the children of the promise. And the Bible says, but as he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the the spirit, even so it is now. The war between law and grace will never end. Come to terms with it. Somebody shout hallelujah. Verse 30 says, nevertheless, what says the scripture? He says, cast out. This is what the Lord is telling you. Cast out the bond woman and her son. For the son of the bondwoman woman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. What is the Lord telling you? What is the Lord telling you? Let me go if you have Christ. That's what the Lord is telling you. It's telling you, if you have received Jesus let me go, I've done my part as the schoolmaster that led you to Jesus, now let him take over and deal with the details of your moral life, let him deal with the details of your present and the future he's a better minister because you have the promise Somebody shout hallelujah and so we ask ourselves why does the Bible say that Jerusalem is above and Sinai is in bondage and answer it to Jerusalem. You know, the Lord told me um, recently, he was talking to my spirit about how we need to go back to redefine salvation. Because I realize that the reason why many of us are not having the full account of the glory and the anointing that follows every man that believes God. I believe that not many of us we're told fully what it means to be born again. Born again is not just a transition from one thing or to another thing. Being born again is not just the changing of your character and mind. Being born again is not simply embracing a story. No true salvation to the extent of getting a man born again does not involve a death. It's not possible. This death precedes your born again experience. You're dead in one thing and you're born into another thing. You're dead in one life and you're born into another life. You're born from one experience into another experience. You're born from one knowledge into another knowledge. That's why he called it born again. Somebody say I'm born again. Say I'm born again. Now in John 3, 3, many of us know the scriptures. The Bible says, and Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see The kingdom of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. He says except a man be born again, he cannot perceive and understand the kingdom of God. Now, the Greek word there for again, amazingly, it's beautiful. When the Bible says except a man be born again, the Greek word there for again is the Greek word called anothen. Anothen means... Except a man is born from above. Somebody said hallelujah. Except a man is born from above. then means being born again. Woo, means you're born from above. In fact, Bethsaia says, except a man is born from a higher place. A higher place. A higher place. A higher place. That means even though you're in the world, you all know that scripture. You're not of the world. You're not of the world. You see, the Lord has given me the grace. And again, you don't need to believe me because I might sound boastful to see the end of things, right? I have seen many things. You see, it's like Right now, we're in a dispensation where this generation is trying to understand grace, the gospel. Some embrace it, some don't embrace it, right? And it's a good experience. If you go in church history, the church has adopted, grown, mutated, changed form and shape, all seeking to perfect all men in Christ. That we might come to a certain unity. A sudden maturity to the full measure and stature of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The fullness of Christ. That's why the church is going every other day. And that means the things that you know, many of you take for granted, were not known many years ago. It's like if you got the Gospels, Matthew, Luke, John and what? Mark. And just read them without understanding the Old Testament. And coming in contact with the epistles. Do you know you'd never live the full life. Of the Christian life. Do you know what it would have been like. Without the epistles. Have you imagined for a moment. How the church of Jesus Christ would be like. And how many heresies would be flowing. In the body of Christ. If the epistles were not available. To help us explain. This man that walked the surface of his earth. His disciples even to death, did not know him fully. The Bible says they put palms down and then they put clothes down. Oh, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. And the Bible says that after his death and resurrection, late and ascension, they realize, oh, this thing was written of him in Zechariah. They didn't know what they were celebrating. Jesus gets to the point of death and not all of them fully understand Many of them carry the understanding late after the resurrection and his ascension. But many things written in the story of Jesus are not clearly understood by many. This generation should be so humbled that we know too much. That we we know too much. We know too much. We know too much. The Bible says that if the things that are done in you Were done in Sodom and Gomorrah. They would not have perished. They would not have died. It's just how much we know. Because knowledge saves. Somebody shout hallelujah. Knowledge saves. You might never understand how. But the fact that you know certain things. There are certain things that cannot happen to you. There are certain things that will have to bypass you. And hit a simple and blind man. Because you know. He says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. That means that every form and manner of destruction comes because of what you know the wrong way or what you don't know in truth. So somebody thank God for knowledge. But you see, your eyes should see the end of where this is going. Mary comes to Jesus, right? And the Bible says she washes the feet of Jesus. Expensively with oil. You remember the story? And some have a problem that she's washing the feet of Jesus. You remember that? And he says, let her alone. For she's anointing my body for what? For burial. She's fulfilling something. Let this woman alone because she's fulfilling something. A woman comes at the feet of Jesus and she's oiling his feet. And he's saying, you know what? Let her alone because she's preparing me for burial. Not all of these people around him know the man is going to die. But a certain woman has pulled that thing in the spirit. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. And that deed done was spoken of up to today. And I'll tell you why. There are people who know what to do in a given time dispensation of a generation because they foresee the next move of the spirit. If the scroll was open to many of us, we would change the way we minister. We would understand that ministry is not what you do on the altar. Ministry is what men don't see. This is the result of what men don't see. Our prayer life would be different. Our submission would be different. Our service toward God would be different. Our relationship toward men would be different. How we handle everything around us would be different. God would start to create certain things in you. You find yourself do. That not many people might understand to the full extent. But these things are preparing for a bigger work in God. That is not fully revealed to everybody. This woman at the feet of Jesus. They did not know that when he dies. They will not have the ceremonial opportunity. To go and put oil on his body as it was in the Jewish culture. That when somebody would die. Later on. A few days later, they would have to carry oil and spices and then go to the tomb and then oil the body. It was Jewish culture. And that is why some women, when they also go to take oil, to anoint, the man is not there. But there's somebody who took that glory. Because they understood a certain timing in the spirit. And saw by God. That on the third day this guy is not going to be in. I don't know how to explain to everybody what I see. But I perceive in my spirit. That this guy is going to go. And at the point when ceremonially. By culture. In the manner of the Jew. They'll take spices to put on his body. The body won't be there. What should I do? Let me anoint it now. Says that it will go in history. That I did that part in the gospel. Why? Because eternal timing is amazing when you get to understand. See, serving God also comes with a certain knowledge. That woman served God a certain way. She served God a certain way. Oh, what's the importance of that? You will never know. 2019, I'm talking about her on a cold evening. What's your name? Are you following what I'm saying? When you get to a point where you can do certain things in the timing of the spirit, before certain men, you write history in amazing ways. There are things that have been done by men eternally that will always be spoken about. Those are some of the things. You will do things that human existence will continue to say for the rest of human life. That's called ministry. Somebody shout hallelujah. But you see, I pray that many of you start to seek for deeper things in God and go to the end of where this is going. Sometimes we read the word like and the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached and the end shall come. Grace, the doctrine, is one of those things. It's not the full story. Faith is one of those things. It's not the full story. We are still touching the parts of this, but not the core line and full picture of the gospel of the kingdom. As we go into maturity as the body of Christ, you will realize that for now, now dispensation, many people have not transcended beyond, for example, the sin principle. Everything around the salvation life is around the sin principle. When you're talking of righteousness imputed, he thinks of sin only. And then he zeroes the place of the gift of righteousness only in handling the sin principle. When you talk about faith, he regards, oh, what have I done by sin to hold back the power of God and the operation of faith on my life to bring results? The Bible says until the time of reformation, the holy place was not a revelation. It was just one place a priest visited every year to atone for the sins of the children of Israel. And the satisfaction of the purification of their conscience to know that they were free because a priest went on behalf of them. Imagine. Imagine a priest went into the highest presence on earth of God and all he could present was a mediation of sin for men. Are you following what I'm saying? Have you ever thought for a moment if that generation had gone past the place of the atonement of sin, when Jesus became the perfect sacrifice, The propitiation of our sins. The pure and sheer atonement of our sins. And the Bible says he went in once and for all. And the veil was torn betwixt for all of us to enter. Some people still enter there for the atonement of sin. And when you talk about that, they say, oh, this man, he thinks sin is light. No, no, I'm not saying sin is light. I'm only saying that you need to understand what it means to be born from above. You need to understand what it means to be born from a higher place. God has not called the New Testament dispensation church to go in the Holy of Holies to debate sin. There is more in God than dealing with your sin. Sin is one of them. But it's not the only thing. Between man and God. That is why many people can't pray. Because there are prayers around the sin and its consciousness. That's why many people cannot enjoy the presence of God. They cannot behold the beauty of his holiness. Because everything is around, am I in good terms with you? Am I in bad terms? What can I do to be in good terms such that you can move on my behalf? And every time a man does that, you are disqualifying the testimony of Jesus Christ. God is not moving on your behalf because of what you did. Oh, foolish Galatians, who bewitched you? Now, that's another level of witchcraft. It's happening in the body of Christ and many don't know. Some people think that witchcraft is these funny guys who smoke pipes and go underwater. That's not witchcraft. Galatians 3 gives you a certain level of witchcraft. Men were bewitched. That means that there's a deliberate operation from hell to hold hostage the minds of men from the knowledge of truth. To truly know what Jesus Christ has done. He goes on ahead, I think, in the third verse to ask them. Are you foolish having begun in the spirit? He says, are you now made perfect by the flesh? And he says, have you suffered so many things in vain? If it be yet in vain. He says, he therefore, that ministereth to to you the spirit, the God who gives you the anointing to open the blind eye, to raise the dead person to build whatever you have to build. He says, and worketh miracles among you. Does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? How does he do it? Does he do it because you're a good person? No. He does it by the hearing of faith. And of course, the man of logic will ask me, so does that mean that what we do, Is inconsequential? Does that mean that then I should continue to do stupid stuff? Foolish things? Because either way, God does not deal with me in the anointing. Except by the hearing of faith. And then I ask you this one question. Are you born again? I cannot tell you no. That's not what I mean. I just have to ask you the question. Are you born again? Because if you're born of the spirit, you can't ask such a question. How? How? If you're born of God, the Bible says you cannot. He says that which is born of God does not deliberately, knowingly, habitually practice sin. Why? Because God's nature abides in him. His principle of life, the divine sperm remains permanently within him and he cannot practice sin because he's begotten of God. When the church will fully understand that we are born of God, will not be addressing sin. Sin will not be on our pulpits. We won't even talk about stop doing this, stop doing this, stop sleeping around, stop taking alcohol, stop lying. We will not do that. Why? Because a man born of God knows who he is. You understand? He knows how to keep himself. He's taught by God. I'm not saying you've not messed up. I'm only saying, Outgrow it, move on, get out of it. Somebody shout hallelujah. When somebody says, you know, because of grace, I can do this. That person needs again to be told what it means to be saved. To be born again. That's the problem. The problem is they've not understood that they're a new creation. That they've been purged. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. They've not understood what it means to come from above. The gospel of the kingdom goes deeper than just the sin principle and faith toward God. Those are first principles. Repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Those are first principles. Those are the very basic principles, the first things. What about dominion? What about justice? I'm not talking about justice. you seeking or fighting for the justice of one or two. That's one simple thing. I'm talking about people who can judge a matter on behalf of a nation and God will hear. Like you are born of God. Because this power is not just privilege. It's responsibility. That's why Christians don't live beyond their basic provision. House, tuition, school fees, food, clothes, houses. They don't speak to nations. They don't have power over many things. The kingdom, the gospel of a kingdom is us infusing the life and the realm of God on earth. That men will look at us and say, these guys are different. Somebody shout hallelujah. I'm talking of a power put on an individual. You get in a place and see everything wrong. And make one statement. And everything changes to the glory of God. I'm talking of people who will change governments. I'm talking of people who will change social systems. That are not in line with the gospel. I'm talking of people who have understood the judgments of God. So full to the extent. In the revelation of his heart. That they also carry the full authority. To give the change that is necessary. Certain testimonies will leave our pulpit. Not because they are not testimonies. But because like, they are like flu. Compared to cancer stage 4. I mean, we are believing God for things that when we start speaking, then people say, who are you? Where are you from? And you tell them I'm born from above. Somebody shout hallelujah. Being born from above, not of corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible seed, which is the word of God, it liveth and abideth forever. I saw, I said, the one thing that always blew my head then in that sight and vision was how much power has been given us. That's why when Paul is saying, is praying that the eyes of their understanding should be flooded with light, to know what is the hope of their calling and what is the riches of the glory and heirs of saints. And the amplified says, "What is the immeasurable, unlimited, and surpassing greatness of His power in?" And for us who believe the power in and for us who in and for us who believe. He said it's immeasurable. It's unlimited. It surpasses your definition of greatness. Somebody say I'm bigger than men see. There are things that sometimes when I read I don't know. Immeasurable. Unlimited. Surpassing greatness. The Bible says, as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength when he raised Christ from the dead, he exerted in Christ. That's why Jesus left a story. What a beautiful story. What a beautiful story. It was not possible for Jesus to stay in hell, to be held by death. That same power that he exerted in the person of Jesus Christ. That he could not be held. But he was raised from the dead. And he seated at his own right hand in the heavenly places. That is the very power that is working in you. Which is what God is saying. Some of you need to understand how much hell needed to put Jesus on the cross. And some of you need to understand how much power was needed for Jesus to be raised from the dead. And many people stay there. They stay at the resurrection. Uh Uh-uh. He is now seated at the right hand of God in the heavenly places. Don't stay only at the resurrection. Come to where he's seated. You know why it's important for you to understand? Because you will never sit in rest to see the victory of God on your life. When you've not understood this. The Bible says that he is seated. Waiting for his enemies to be made a footstool. To be what? To be put under his footstool. To be destroyed. To be dealt with. The rest of Jesus at the seat, at the right hand of God means he sees the end of everything the devil is doing. And he's waiting for the devil to be placed where he belongs. You learn to fight in rest. You stop losing peace and appetite. You stop... Losing sleep over things. It doesn't matter how bad the news is. There's better news. You learn the right way to fight. You fight like a kingdom warrior. You don't fight like a surviving fellow. Our best battles are when we rest in him. To know that it is finished. He said it. Somebody shout hallelujah. He said it. He said it. He said it. The man of God, Kenneth Hagen gives a story of World War. I think it was World War II or something. And then there were these shelters where people used to run when bombs were being hit. And so they used to run into these shelters. And then one person in a group noticed that there was a certain old woman who was not going into that bomb shelter. And so... They started looking for her and failed to get her and many started to worry maybe the woman was dead. And then one day as somebody was walking they find the old woman and they ask her, hey, every time the bombs are thrown we go to hide in under shelters. How come we don't see you there? And the old woman said, it's because I'm in my bed at home. And they asked her, what is wrong with you? And she said, The Bible says that he watches over his own while they're asleep. (laughs) So I saw no business of waking up. That is faith. That's a rested person. Said he watches over his own while they're asleep. So there's no point of me being awake When God is awake. So I slept through. Knowing very well. That he will watch over me. What a faith. What a faith. Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Now. This gospel. Will one day go beyond men. Dealing with a sin principle. And I see it's coming. I see it's coming. That's why you don't hear us mentioning so much. Don't do this. Don't do that. We hardly. We do it once in a while. Only when the spirit provokes. But I'm not the kind who will tell you. Oh stop doing this. You're of the spirit. You know what you're supposed to do. You know who you are. And where you're from. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, some people need to understand that we cannot come from above and relate with the life of the man above when we've not understood the death with which we have died. The Bible says in Romans chapter 7 verse 1, he says, Know ye not, brethren? He says, for I speak to them that know the law. He's talking to them who know the law. He says, how that the law has dominion over a man as long as he is still alive. Do you know the law only has dominion over you as long as you're still alive? As long as you still have the breath of men. The law has dominion over you. So you cannot say I'm not under the law when you're still alive. That's why we should examine this thing called salvation. Because many people think they're saved. They're born again, sorry. But they're not. Heaven will shock people. Some people think they're born again, but they are not. Because you see, with a heart, a man believes and confession is made to salvation. And we are not sure whether all the people who confessed salvation really believed in their heart. Some were just scared. They were scared of hell and the fire. They watched a certain play. <laughs> and the devil was taking, you understand. <gasps> so come and receive Jesus. <gasps> then they come and hug Jesus. Because they don't want to go to hell. It's okay. But also wisdom has taught me. When you scare men into the kingdom, the devil loves them out. When you love men into the kingdom, Satan can only scare them out. So I'm not, I don't have a problem whichever way you came to the (laughs) faith. But did your heart really believe this form of doctrine? Did your heart really believe that Jesus died and rose again? Do you really believe that the righteousness that is imputed on you is by faith and not by works? Do you really believe that Jesus was dead and raised for your glory? Do you really believe that that blood was shed at Calvary. How do you think we put crusades and say the lame are walking? Deaf ears are opening. Too much? We believe. We believe. We believe. We believe. We believe. That's how disease leaves men. Because we believe. Because we believe. We believe. We believe. A time is going to come where we cannot debate God anymore. And it is coming. So it has started but not yet. But a time is going to come where you cannot continue speaking. You know me I'm born again. You know, some people think that social media. You can. Jesus existed before social media. And he will outlive social media. Somebody said hallelujah. Some people. Are getting more. Political. In the things of the spirit. They are. Getting more carnal. Today. I hurt when I see. Men who God has given grace. And they are on the pulpit of Jesus Christ. And they are abusing it. They are abusing other men. They are quarreling with other men on the pulpit. Do you understand what I'm saying? A time is going to come where some people cannot quarrel anymore on the altar of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Because the church it has entered the grace where God will answer by fire. As in... You stand there, I stand here, they bring a dead man. You lay hands, I lay hands. The one that heals. Don't you think we have talked for so long? We have talked for so long. One time I was somewhere at Ben over there and a certain Muslim fellow started, you know, you must say, I don't believe in you. Hey, 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 hey. I told him, lame people everywhere, let us just go together. Let's just go. And I was serious. Because there's oh no God can't shame me there. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, he can't. He can't. He can't. He can't. Tell him no. Let's look for a crippled person and we see Muhammad and Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Somebody said, Hallelujah. A time has come for people to see your God and they say, Oh! oh. We cannot continue debating. This one, that one, even the other one. Me, I don't believe in the other one. I tell me, I believe in that one. Hey, me, I have reservation. No. Somebody shout hallelujah. A time has come where, because knowledge is increasing. So wisdom is justified of her children. Some of you will speak and people will say, ah, oh, no, this is a woman of God. Because of the wisdom coming out of your spirit. Somebody shout hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, you don't waste time in the presence of God. But I was trying to bring us to something here. He says, I speak to them that know the law. How that the law has dominion over man as long as he lives. Verse 4, let's skip there. He says, wherefore my brethren, you also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ. When you say that I'm a believer and I'm the body, I belong to the body of Jesus Christ. The Bible says you are dead to the law, that you should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. That means we cannot bring forth fruit unto God without understanding the death with which we died. He says, Recon ye yourselves... Dead and two sins, but alive unto God. Did you see that? Dead and two sins, but alive unto God. When a man is dead and two sins, he's alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. Your old man was crucified with him. He was crucified with him. Your old man was crucified uh, with him. The man of Genesis 1, 27 was crucified, sorry, Genesis two two six. sorry. The, the man of Genesis 2, six was crucified with him. The man, he says, now let us form man in our own image. He breathed in him and he received the breath of life and he became a living soul. That man died with him. He was crucified with him. The new man is the one of 2.6.7, 27. He's the man from above. He is the man... In the full image, nature, likeness of God. Somebody said, Hallelujah. You have been born again. You are a new creation. The old is pastor, now the new. And all things are of God. Somebody said, Hallelujah. All things are of God. And that's why He calls us to the ministry of reconciliation through Jesus Christ. What is the ministry of reconciliation? It is the ministry trying to turn normal men into new men, into a different breed, into a different people. But we cannot go beyond this when we are still debating law and grace. We can't. I'm not a grace preacher. I'm more than a grace preacher. That's what I'm trying to tell you. We don't end only on the forgiveness of sins and imputation of righteousness. After that, we go deeper into the life that comes with the righteousness of God imputed. He says the righteous shall feed many. What does that mean? Think about it. Why does he say that the lips of the righteous shall feed many? It means as a pastor, your ministry can't be small. Somebody said hallelujah. As a businessman your business cannot be small. As a teacher you can't teach few. Somebody said hallelujah. As a businessman you can't only have a small business anymore. This thing is bigger. Than just I have sinned. And the church has to grow. There are people who will never understand what it means to carry grace. But grace is given at the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible says. The grace that shall be given to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible says. The grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus. When Jesus is revealed, grace is given you. Grace is more than just the thing that keeps you from sinning. That's one of the trillion uncountable things the grace of God wants to do in your life. He says, them that have received the abundance of grace, they shall reign in this life. Those who reign carry a kingly anointing. We're talking about a kingly anointing on the earth. That you don't need to be a, a king born by men to carry the anointing. No, that everything that comes with that comes to you. Because of who you are. Somebody say I'm born from above. Say I'm born from above. And he says if a man is not born from above. If he doesn't carry a certain nature from above. That man cannot see. He cannot perceive the realm of God. Now if we have people who don't perceive the realm of God. And yet they claim to be born again. Are they really born again? Born again is not, it's not a religion. It's deeper than a faith. It's a life, a new life, a new way of living. God gave us a suggestion. He said, you can live this way also. And you have the choice. Let me read for you a certain scripture. Thank you, Jesus. John 3.31. (laughs) Give me the Amplified Bible of that. The Bible says, he who comes from above heaven the Bible says, is far above all others. How then do you call me and say, pray for me I'm going for an interview. (laughs) You have not yet understood the gospel. How do you tell me, Apostle? Pray for me, I'm going for an interview. Before you even stepped in that interview, you are far above all others. Before you went to run for that political office, you are way far above all others. But I don't have a gun. I don't have money. I don't have connection. Who told you you need that? You're talking of the God who said, I can take away sin from the world in one day. Because that's how they would understand it. He said, okay, sin has been man's problem from the beginning of the earth. He said, I shall take away sin in one day. To make you understand that the things you think are bigger, they can be dealt with. What does it take for God to make you? The most influential person on the face of the earth. Let me tell you. Nothing. Nothing. He didn't take anything. He didn't didn't sweat. Somebody say I'm from above. He says he who comes from above heaven is far above all others. And the Bible says he who comes from the earth belongs to the earth and talks the language of us. His words are from earthly standpoints. You can tell when a man hasn't understood the salvation life. Ah, ah, brother, the economy is bad. eh? (laughs) Ah, 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 money. (laughs) Ah, Are you from above? Are you from above? And then he repeated it again. He said, let me repeat it because it hasn't yet sung. He said, he who comes from heaven... Is far above all others. He says far superior to all others in prominence and in excellence. (laughs) You deserve the best. Tell your neighbor you deserve the best. And you belong up there. Tell your neighbor you belong up there. all the perfect things in this world are yours. He says all, oh, whether Paul or Apollos, whether things present or things to come, he says all are yours and you are Christ and Christ is God. Embrace this thing. Tell your neighbor, embrace this thing. Embrace it. Stop talking the language of us. Stop talking the language of us. Tell your neighbor, stop talking the language of us. Oh, I don't know whether we eat food tonight. Oh, I don't know where we are going to get fees. My children, don't you think they are going to pluck the electricity tonight? I don't know whether I'll make it. You never know. You Tomorrow you never know. Anything can happen. No. <laughs> Men from above don't have coincidences. They're in the perfect will of God. Purpose is their person. I cannot. Hey! I'm a man from above. You go to work as a man from above. You go to business as a man from above. You sit down to communicate as a man from above. Your talk is not of the earth standpoint of view. Stop talking like earthly men. Oh, I have a pain. I think this thing is going to kill me. How? How was your night? Uh, I slept in pain. That's a talk. That's a language of the earth. Oh, so we have our own language. And he says, and he that speaks in tongues speaks mysteries unto God. You know why I'm saying this? This is because I've seen the coming few years. Many of you are going to be in the most influential positions. Not in Uganda. On the earth. God is positioning us where we shall not be echoes, we shall be voices. When we speak, they will hear. Because we talk like men from above. We talk like men from above. Somebody shout hallelujah. Everything you speak, men will say whoa, this is a child of God speaking. We are trying to leave mediocre Christianity. We are trying to walk out of being normal men. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Understand this gospel. He says, My son, incline your ear to my words. Do you know what the literal Hebrew word there means? It means only take the opinion of my word. Only everything outside my opinion it doesn't matter how bad it is that is not something you should believe you have the right for a doctor to tell you that you have stage four and you tell them no and heaven says that's the truth you're right I refuse to be poor. I refuse to be weak. I refuse to have a weak ministry. I refuse to have a weak family. I refuse to foster weak people. It cannot happen. He says attend my words. He says incline thine ear to my sayings. In other words, put your ear only on what I've said. If I've not said it, it does not matter who else has said it. My word is above all. I have exalted my word above my name. You will not die of HIV. have exalted my word above my name. You will not die a normal man. You can only choose to be normal. But I refuse you to be normal. You cannot be a normal minister. I cannot be a normal minister. The world is waiting for me hallelujah, I'm a bright star I know it, it's on my life I speak it every day because the gospel has told me I'm beholding this thing and every other day I'm transforced I'm metamorphosed, I'm changed to the very image, the full Oh! I'm an epistle somebody say I'm an epistle that means somebody is writing your story You don't need to write it. Oh, let them give you a few weeks. I prophesy upon your life. Let them give you a few months. Let them give you a few hours. Let them give you a few days. Somebody take it. That is why you come. To be stirred. That you go back with the mind, I am who I am and I know who I am in God. You will not be ordinary people somebody sent me a message and said I'm trying to chase a deal of billions of dollars I told him yes now you you're born again you're born again this is what we used to preach you're born again if that's what you're chasing you're born again you're starting to think like you're born again he said you're the head and not the tail you above and not beneath that you go upward and upward only somebody think about this thing let it go beyond that excitement you have in your head let it be a light to hit your spirit and change the course of how you believe I refuse to be an ordinary man I refuse to be an ordinary believer we are believing God for things when men look at us, they'll be like, Is that Africa? And we'll tell them, Yes. And guess what? That's what I say to myself every time I go into that mirror. I tell myself, Grace Rebecca, you've not yet begun. This world will believe your God. They will see who is inside you, they will see who is working through you. And, and let me tell you, faith is crazy. Faith is crazy. I've realized the thing about faith you don't need a degree. You don't need to be a good speaker. You don't need to know English. You just need to know the language of heavenly beings. Zayando Zakabaka, Kekere Brando Sire Brother, Rina Rebo Zike, Sohonta Braka, Bringa Sokoko taye. That is why Uganda will not be a third world country. Because you're in it. He says these words, a life to them that find them and medicine to their bones. Let me say this to you. You are going to see your life every day becoming better and better not at the speed of the men of the earth. My spiritual eyes are open, and I can see that your life is going to move at a speed that people will say, "Mm -mm, This is God. This is God. This is God this can only be God it can only be the hand of God it can only be the favor of God it can only be the grace of God now I want you to open your mouth toward heaven and speak certain words of the Kingdom shall be preached and the end shall come. I wish I can tell you what I see by the Spirit but I only pray the Spirit of God will open a man's eyes and a woman's eyes to see what I see. I see men and women here the world has never seen. I see the next changing agents of this generation, the next leaders of our generation the next politicians the next businessmen, leader top notch of this generation your star is shining bright and brighter the Bible says the path of the just shines brighter and brighter and to a perfect day the message Bible says the longer they live, the brighter they shine The longer they live, The brighter they shine. The longer they live, The brighter they shine. The longer they live, The brighter they shine. The longer you live, The brighter you shine. Come on, talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. I don't care what you've been going through. I don't care what is in your father's house. I don't care whether you don't even have transport back home tonight. I don't give a damn whether the devil has stabbed you and you don't even have a meal for tonight. This thing is bigger than hunger. It's bigger than anything you could ever need in life. I decree that God is changing you. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. It ain't matter what your family roots. It doesn't matter your connections. There is something that only the anointing of God can do. day. We're running out of space in a few days. In the name of Jesus. Nations are opening in the name of Jesus. Valleys are flattening. Mountains are flattening. In the name of Jesus. We cannot fail. We're going upward. Money comes. Health comes. Salvation comes. Wisdom comes. Glory comes. Divine health is your testimony. come to my horizon oh, cause I From above. bath, rabbabaka dominion is yours righteousness is yours Jerusalem is above and it is free and every man under the law will answer to you every man under the law Will submit to you. Every man under the law will be less than you. For you are of Jerusalem, which is above and free, which is the mother of us all. No man under the law will have your results. results than you no man preaching the law will produce more results than you come on pray I'll give you another minute I feel some people are digging deep wells I feel deep is calling to deep Receive it. 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 it. Come on. This is a very spiritual moment. This is a very, very spiritual moment. The prayer you're making this moment is going to define whether you're a normal man or you're not normal. Things are going to start coming at a speed faster than you can count them. These are defining days for us, Panero. I warned you that something new is coming are defining days for us. These are very defining days for us. These are very defining experiences for us. This is a very defining season for us as a ministry. Somebody receive it. Everybody at the sound of my voice. Whether you're live streaming or watching physically. A new season is come. He's beautifying your marriage. He's beautifying your children. He's beautifying your dwelling place. He's beautifying your church. He's beautifying your body. He's beautifying your soul. He's beautifying your mind. Receive it. Men will see the beauty of God on your life. They'll see the wonder-working power of God on your life. They'll look at you and see everything on you is beautiful to the glory of God. Your life will be admired. Men are going to admire you. They'll admire everything of you. Everything shall be nice. Now I want you to take 10 seconds and give God a clap like you've never clapped before. Come on your hands to heaven like you've never clapped. Clap like something has changed. Come on. Come on. Hey! Listen. Listen. It is impossible for God not to hear you tonight. It's impossible it's impossible the most influential people the face of the earth has seen they're here I see it God is going to position you they are going to look for you you will not look for them they are going to take flights looking for you they are going to make calls They are going to lose sleep. They are going to lose appetite. They are going to, they are high and mighty. Listen. Listen. There are people in the earth that are unreachable. And God tells me to tell you the most unreachable are going to search out for you. And if they can't reach you they will tarry Until they reach you. I see a new season. I see a new season for you. Thank you, Jesus. I receive it. 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 it. Are you feeling the atmosphere? Is somebody feeling what's happening? Is somebody feeling what's in the air? That's the seed of greatness. That's the thing that makes men great. That's the thing that makes men different from others. And it's making you different from your family. It's making you different from your your, 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 your color. It's making you different from your nationality. In Jesus' name. If you believe it, shout amen. So if you're here. And you've never given your life to Christ. I want to give you an opportunity, the best opportunity you could ever have, to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. None of us regrets. I want to welcome you to a relationship. And if you're also here and you had never believed in your heart, but tonight you have believed. Thank you, Lord. You're going to repeat these words after me. Those of you who have come here, best decision you could ever make. Say, Lord Jesus, today I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are Savior and Lord. Tonight I embrace your life, your testimony. Your story and your name. I am born again. I'm a new creation. My past is gone. Amen. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 41 466